get ready to live fearlessly free with Heather Bunch. How do you get what you want? How do you achieve your dreams? How do you achieve your dreams, especially when they seem so big? Has anyone made goals and then gave up on them, never finished them, left them hanging? Anybody besides me? Welcome to Live Fearlessly Free. I'm your courageous coach, Heather Bunch, and I'm here to help you live a life that is fearlessly free. So you can stop hiding, you can show up fully yourself, and you can fulfill your God-given purpose courageously. Now, today we're going to be talking about how do you get what you want? You know, we talked about who, who are you? We talked about what do you want? And now we're going to talk about how do you get what you want? So today's going to be for you if you need some help with a plan, like to achieve your dreams. I'm also going to be talking to you if you have ever struggled making or keeping goals. I am going to be talking to you. Now, I'm going to tell you, I have never met a goal I couldn't ignore. That was me. I, my older brother has always been an achiever. My husband is an achiever. Like, that is what they do. They set a goal, they get it done. That was not Heather. I was the total opposite. Now, I would make goals, but I would promptly shove them in a drawer and forget about them until the following year. It finally got to the point where, you know, every January at our church, we would talk about goals and achievement and resolutions and things like that. And I stopped making them. Like I got that, that good at ignoring goals. I was like, forget it. What is the point? Because what I'm going to do is I'm going to make the goal. I'm not going to do it. And then I'm going to feel guilty because I didn't do the goal. That is how I lived my life for a very, very, very long time. Until I finally got to the point where I wanted to achieve my dreams bad enough. And I needed to figure out how do I not just make goals, how do I keep them? How do I actually do the thing I want to do? That was my struggle. Now, if you're like me, I'm going to give you three ways to actually achieve your goals, okay? In the next episode, what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to break down for you a framework that I learned from Michael Hyatt on how to actually create the goals. So today's more about like the stuff that gets you going and keeps you going. Because you probably don't have a super hard time making a goal. Most of us have a hard time keeping the goal. So I'm going to start off by let's remove the blocks. 
Let's get rid of the stuff that stops us. So the first thing that you do is you go to God. You pray and ask for guidance. Ask for wisdom. Father said, if you ask for wisdom, he will give it generously. Proverbs 16.3 says, commit your way to the Lord and he will establish your plans. So we have to make a plan. Okay. That is part of it. But the first thing we do is commit our way to the Lord. We give it to God. We ask him for wisdom. Because here's the thing. Living a life of significance without actually living the life that God's called us to live isn't going to be fulfilling. Like, sure, we could list off achievements that we've done. But what we're aiming for is something that changes lives. And it changes us in the process. That's the beauty of the journey. Is we're changed in the process. We become more like Christ in the process. We become our best self in the process. We're able to strip off the things that are holding us back in the process. In the journey. But it starts with talking to Father. Getting guidance. What does he have for you? So as you sit down to create a plan, Holy Spirit's right there helping to give you wisdom on which goals are the best goals, which ones to do next, which ones to not do. So pray for guidance. The second thing is start small. Now, if goals have never been your thing, never been good at them, you've never really been achieving them, maybe you've hit some here and there, but it's really kind of scattered, start small. Now, if you are already an established goal person, then you go for it. You, you do your thing. You do your 10, you know, buckets of your, you know, from your family, faith, finances, you know, fill them all. Great. But if you've struggled like me keeping goals, don't go whole hog at the beginning. Okay. Don't make 12 goals that you're trying to get done in the next year or the next quarter, because you know what? You are just setting yourself up for failure. Start small. Pick one to three goals max. Now, I love to call these goals baby steps. Do you guys remember that movie, What About Bob? My husband hates that movie because he is, name is Bob. And he always got people like, have you heard about that movie, What About Bob? Yeah, he's heard it like a couple bajillion dozen times. There was actually some really good advice in the movie. And it, it's a, this story of um, Bill Murray's character is super anxious and terrified. And um, he's a little agoraphobic. So he's like afraid to go places and it just freaks him out. And his therapist is going to go on vacation. He's like, oh my gosh, I can't make it without my therapist. But his therapist talks to him about baby steps. Okay, just baby steps. Just take a baby step. You don't have to make a big step. Just not a leap. Just a little baby step. 
Okay? And so throughout the movie, you see Bill Murray's character just baby steps. And his name's Bob. Baby steps. Baby steps. Like, he little baby steps off the bus. Baby steps. And, and it's hilarious watching this. But there is truth in it. You see, these baby steps, our goals, keep us on the path to our dreams. Now, I ran a half marathon once. Now, (laughs) run is um, not the full story. So I am not a runner. Like when I exercise, that is not something I choose to do because you know what? I don't enjoy it. But our church was doing this fundraiser for a new building. And, or they were doing a lot of fundraisers for a new building. And one of them was this half marathon. I was like, oh, I want to get in shape. I've never done this before. Let's do this. And there was one of the doctors that was at the church actually like created like this small group. So like he gave us a plan and, you know, we had accountability and we would meet and he would, he would, you know, give us training and instruction and things like that to help us to do something we've never done before. So I worked on the plan. Now I'm going to say I was not totally consistent. So I was never really like fully there, but I went ahead and did the run anyways. And I had one person that I hung out with and, and we were like, we're going to do this. We're going to get there. We're going to do our, our 13 point, was it one miles? 13.1? Or was it 13.2? I don't really remember, but it's over 13 miles. Woo! And I had never done that in my life. So me and Pat, we're going to stick together and we're going to make this happen. And we got some good momentum as we went. And what we decided, though, because we knew we could not run the whole way, okay? Both of us knew that. There's just, we were not there yet. So we did a run walk to the half marathon, okay? So I had my stopwatch. This is long before Apple watches and cool things like that. But I would time us. So we would, you know, run for one minute and like walk for four. And then we'd run for one minute and we walk for four. And we'd run for one minute and we walk for four. And with each mile, we got closer and closer and closer. But we didn't gauge it by the mile. We just gauged it by, I got one minute. Ooh, I got 20 seconds left. I can make it. And then as we got closer, we started to pick it up a bit and we would go, okay, well, let's run one minute and walk for three minutes. So we'd do that for a little bit, one minute and then three minutes and one minute and three minutes. And then as we got closer, we got more excited. We're like, we're almost there. And I'm going to tell you, I was done. I had chafing in the legs and my side hurt and my feet were hurting, but we were going to do this thing. And so we eventually got to the point we were running one minute and walking one minute, running one minute and walking one minute, running one minute, walking one minute. And when I, we came around the corner now, this was actually cool because in St. Louis, we've got the St. Louis arch. It's a giant silver arch. 
it's kind of like a half of a McDonald's M. So you just got the one big arch. Well, that's where the race ended. So here we get it. Here we are. We're coming around the corner. We got the river on one side. We got the arch on the other. And I was like, oh my gosh, there's a finish line. And I actually ran to the finish line and gave it everything I have to get over the finish line and finished in like, I think it took us like four hours. So were we winning any records? <laughs> no, no, but you know what? We weren't the last one, so that kind of felt good. But we finished. How did we finish this seemingly impossible thing for us? Baby steps. We didn't clock it by the mile. It was one minute of running and then walking. One minute of running and then walking. They were baby steps. It made it small enough chunks that I could go, ooh, I see the light at the end of the tunnel. I got 10 seconds left. I could do it. I could do it. Baby steps. So I want you to create one to three small goals. Start small. And then number three, you're going to discover and remove the blocks. What is stopping me? Here's the thing. There is a reason or reasons, because it can be multiple, that we don't finish our goals. There's a reason we make goals and then shove them in a drawer and walk away and never do the thing that will get us to our dreams. We have to discover what that is. What's the real reason? Now, for me, I want to use an example of about... Man, I think it was like seven years ago. Seven years ago, I started on a journey to lose some weight. I'd I'd hit a point on the scale where I was like, ooh, that's it. No more. And in fact, I hit the point because my wedding ring stopped fitting. Like I had to oil up my finger to get it off. (laughs) I was like, okay, that's enough. That's where I draw the line. I'm not resizing my wedding ring. It's one thing to like buy more clothes, but I am not resizing my wedding ring. So I created a goal to lose. I'm going to just start with 10 pounds. So that was what I did. And I broke that up into small steps, just like with the baby steps. I did five minutes, three days a week, and that's how I started. And then I'd add on more time. And I lost the weight. And I ended up losing actually 40 pounds over the course of a year. Now, I've tried that in the past, but it never worked. Why did it not work? Why, was, why did it work this time, but it never worked any other time I tried to do it? Any other time I've tried to lose weight, I immediately would give up. Well, I discovered something. I discovered a block. I discovered what was really stopping me. You see, for food, food means family to me. Food goes way deeper than just, oh man, that tastes good. I am hungry and I want me some food. Food is family. And remember, for Heather, conflict equals disconnection. The worst thing in the world for me is disconnection. 
that's the scariest thing for me. And so when I saw that food meant family, that was the key. And when I say food means family, I mean food means family. Because my family, everything is wrapped around food. Like it's literally, Thanksgiving's like an Olympic sport. And Thanksgiving is going to be coming up. I'm in, we're, we're getting in the home stretch of October. Thanksgiving is next. Now, my kids don't think much about Thanksgiving because they don't eat like I eat. But we start at noon with the, the most beautiful, wonderful, awesome, amazing appetizer spread. It's phenomenal. Now, it's a little odd. We're from California, so we got all kinds of things that you may not eat on there, like pate and smoked salmon and smoked oysters and... We got our charcuterie board, like bajillion different kind of cheeses. Oh my gosh, it's good. Like good. And then we would go in about five or six and we'd do our, our full-on dinner meal. Got your turkey and all the fixings. And then we do desserts. And I made homemade pies. And when I say homemade pies, I mean, I am talking the crust is from scratch. The, you know, I make a coconut cream pie. That sucker's from scratch. I make this amazing brown buttered pecan pie, brown buttered pecan pie. Change your life, I'm telling you. And then, of course, you have to have a pumpkin pie thrown in there, but it's all from scratch. Minus, I do not make the pumpkin from scratch anymore because I've done that and I don't taste enough difference. So I just use that canned pumpkin. So, but custard, everything, everything from scratch. In fact, they are so good. We now have a new tradition. We do our appetizers at noon, and then right in the middle of the day, we do dessert so that we have room for it, and then we do our dinner at night. Like, that's how good they are, people, and that's what we do year after year. When we go on vacation, like my family, and when I say my family, I like my extended family, my brothers and their family, my parents, um, my husband's parents and his sister, we'll do Disney. Okay, we'll do Disney World. And pretty much everything that we do is wrapped around food. So like, oh, we're going to eat here for the day. So we're going to go to that park and eat here. Like we plan our vacation around food. That is what we do. So food was so ingrained in me. And I was afraid that if I said no, I no thank you. No, you know, when mom asks for, um, do I want something? No, thank you. I would cause conflict. And conflict means disconnection. We're going to have none of that. That was the real block. If I said no to food, I said no to family. Yikes. No wonder why I always gave up. Because I'm not going to say no to my family. They're my family. I love my family and I'm not going to have disconnection from my family. So if saying no to food means no family, heck no, I'm not doing it. I'm just going to eat the food and way too much. Okay. I had to come to a point, one, to realize that. And two, to be willing to change the story. Now I talked to you about rewriting your story. These are like little micro stories that we need to rewrite. They are, they are false mindsets that are holding us back. So what's yours? What is your block? What keeps you from doing the goal? 
Do you say to yourself, oh, I'm just undisciplined. I just don't have any discipline. I can't get it done. Maybe you need to rewrite it and say, hey, I just need accountability to get done what I want to do. Maybe you're the kind that's like a rebel. I got a lot of rebels in my life. And what they have to do is they give themselves some options. Rebels need options. So they bake it into their goals and give themselves options. What about procrastination? Like, I am a master procrastinator. Why is that? What is it really going on? Is it that you're afraid you're going to fail, so you procrastinate? You're afraid, oh my God, it's got to be perfect before I, you know, put this thing out there or do this thing. What is the real block? What's that story telling you? What is stopping you? You have to discover it and remove the block. You have to rewrite it. I had to rewrite that food doesn't equal family. My family is my family. And my family loves me no matter what, whether I eat that food or don't eat that food. And when I could do that, I was able to actually keep with the plan and lose the weight. I'm actually the one that says I'm undisciplined. That's what I've always told myself all my life. I'm undisciplined. I don't have enough energy. I can't do it. And I realized I had to get accountability. I have two different accountabilities I call, I have every week with different groups of people. Because I need accountability to get my goals done. What do you need? What's the block? And how do you remove it? When you get rid of the blocks, you are able to start moving ahead towards these goals these baby steps. And it's these baby steps that keep you on the path to actually getting to your dream, to reaching your dream. Now, I want to say this before I go. As you're taking steps, as you're reaching to your goal, you're going to have bad days and you're not going to do something that you should have done to make it to your goal. There were days where I'm like, whoo, I ate too much that day when I was trying to lose weight. Or there's days when I said, I'm going to work on this project. And you know what? I didn't. I played a game instead. Yeah, seriously. But we can't give up in those moments. That's when grace comes in. The grace of God is there. It's like your little safety net. And it's going to pick you up. It's going to help dust you off and keep you moving forward. Bad days happen. There are times when you're going to make a mistake and you don't get it right. There are times when you're not going to do what you said you were going to do. There are times when you're going to procrastinate. There are times when you're going to get stuck in perfectionism and it's going to keep you from moving forward. It happens. Give yourself grace. Dust yourself off. And keep moving forward. Do not allow those moments to stop you permanently. Okay, that's what happened to me in the past. 
I would mess up. I would screw up. And I would just quit. I'm like, well, why bother? What's the point? I've already screwed up this day and that day and this day and that day. You might as well quit. No. Who said so? Who said just because you didn't do something for an entire week or an entire month or an entire year that you still can't keep moving forward? I think the enemy tells us that. I think we tell ourselves that because of fear. We're afraid. We're embarrassed. We might feel guilty or shame. Pick yourself up. Dust yourself off. Keep moving forward. Give yourself grace. All right. Tomorrow, I'm actually going to talk through a framework that is going to help you create goals that are more effective and specific so you really know what you're reaching for. Okay? So for now, I want you to pray and get guidance. Start small. Just kind of start formulating what's one to three goals that I can do. And even if it's at this point, you'll just have the areas that you want to do. And then I want you to start looking at the blocks. What's blocked you in the past from reaching those goals? Now, remember, those goals need to actually be connected to your dreams. What do you want? Because remember, in the last episode, we talked about what do you want? So these are the steps that are going to help get you there. So Keep that connection in mind as you do this. Well, before I go, I'm going to share with you, there's two books that'll really help you on your journey with goals and achieving dreams. Now, there's more than that, but I'm just going to focus on these two. And it's Michael Hyatt's Best Year Ever. And tomorrow when I talk about the framework, I'm actually going to be using Michael Hyatt's framework to help walk you through this because it's the one I found that was, has been effective for me And so I want to share it with you. The other book is Finish by John Acuff. It's Giving Yourself the Gift of of Done, I think is the subtitle. But that book is huge if you have ever started something and never finished it. There are so many things in there that are going to help you like get past perfectionism and procrastination and all the things and all the blocks that are holding you back. That book will help you with that. You have got this. You can do this. I just want to thank you a bunch for listening. And until next time, live fearlessly free.